Hey, Mitch, do you like WoW? I like WoW. All right, let's talk about it for an hour. I'm All Tim. Right. I'm Mitch. I'm not playing. So, T minus seven days and counting from today until the end of 2019. Have you guys, are you guys ready for the end of 2019? The end of no. the year as we know it? I, I'm not ready for the end of this decade. I'm going to say that. It's kind of upsetting. I don't know what to yep. do. Only got There's seven days left. a whole decade that's not going to be like done. Seven days left in the decade. Because in seven days, Classic WoW comes out. And there goes the rest of, rest of the year. <laughs> I mean, for you guys, maybe. But... I ain't gonna play it. Are you are you gonna go into a hole, Mitch, and just come out as like a high level wow classic person? I'm gonna really try not to. Um I don't plan on it. I plan on playing, but I definitely don't plan on playing like I played when it first when I was first playing. The the OG WoW. Because you can't call it classic WoW now, right? Because classic is its own thing so there's like OG or vanilla so don't think uh so like classic retail wow yeah class- now they well, call the main thing retail so now it's like classic retail is what is like the old thing they call it either retail or live one of the two huh. they should just call one good and one shit right well so that's i'm i'm really interested to see kind of what happens in the next week slash uh couple weeks slash couple months with classic wow coming out and not just for world of warcraft in general but kind of gaming as a whole because they've already um they came out with the name reservations uh last week so you could log in if you had a subscription and you can reserve your name on whatever server and the population for the servers has already all the PvP for servers are either high population or full. And Blizzard came out and said, "Okay, guys, um, here's a couple more servers. Uh, they're expecting like ten thousand player queues on at least one of the PvP servers because so many people have signed up for it. And the they were saying that the the population of these servers because it goes like." low, medium, high, then full. A medium population server nowadays has more players on it than a full server did when uh, WoW first came out. So massive amounts of people are signing up, and that's only the people that have active subscriptions. That's not including everybody that's waiting for the game to actually come out and play. So there's a lot of hype behind this game. Yeah. Wasn't there like a lot of stuff like at the very at the very beginning of the game where like the Alliance and the Horde are like forced to go and like farm their quests in the same areas? Uh, Yeah. So if you played on a PvP server, um, there were contested zones and uh, Alliance owned zones and, and Horde owned zones and like the Alliance and the Horde specific zones were more lower level. And then as you got higher and higher, there were contested zones and 
starting from like level 30 and up those contested zones like the each quest line that you would take regardless of what faction you chose would kind of guide you towards a meeting path and so all of a sudden you would be going to a zone where both horde and alliance have quests there and and then all chaos ensued and it was great think it's going to be like that it's going to be chaotic oh yeah absolutely especially if there's this many people playing it's hard to tell exactly how many but classic wow really interests me as like a social experiment like i honestly i don't plan on playing it but it really interests me how like it's going to be really popular right at the beginning because everyone has all this nostalgia vibe but how many people do you think are just going to like log in and then realize that it's going to take them like a month to get to max level and then they're just going to like get bored with it and go and either play regular WoW or go and do something else. Yeah, man, that's that's what I'm curious about too, right? Because like everyone's hyped up about it right now because of the nostalgia factor. Um, I mean, and, and there's been private vanilla servers for a really long time and people play on them. So I'm not expecting the player count to just completely fall off and drop to zero. There will be people that continue to play it that want to but uh i want to know how how many people are actually going to fall off or how many people are going to be you know log in play it for a month like okay yeah that was fun and then maybe not touch it again for a year or the people that continue to play it and that's what they want to play over retail while or the third option they log in maybe play uh classic a couple days a week play retail the other couple days a week and just kind of hop back and forth between the two. But even if like they, let's see, you said something about getting to max level, right? Tim? Yeah. That's still going to take a grip. It's going to take like a really long time, right? It's going to take maybe 30 days, maybe longer, depending on how much you put in. I mean, yeah, I mean, the people that are, people are going to speed run it and they'll get it done. In just a couple of days. True, but like the average individual is not gonna. No, no. So I don't know. I bet you it'll hold people for a little bit. Yeah i I hope that it does. I think it's going to be. I'm I'm really interested to see what comes of it because I want to see how much it holds people. Um, and I I'm kind of want to see if if the game comes out. And it is, you know, pretty damn popular, and a lot of people are playing it. Maybe more people are logging into that than than uh, retail WoW for a majority. And it's like that for a long time and just consistent and sustained. I want to know what that means for uh, not just the the future of retail WoW, but the future of potentially other games too, right? Because that that could show all these other people, all these other developers that are that are making, you know, we still have Guild Wars, we still have the Elder Scrolls game, we still have, you know, Final Fantasy has a few different MMOs. There's Crowfall that's in development that has been for a while. I want to play and, that game. Right? There's all these different games that are out that are, by today's standards, 
if you compare them to what vanilla wow was they're 100% different and if vanilla wow gets more publicity and sustains that publicity then i got to think that it's going to affect how game development will go going forward yeah i you know i i'll say this to people like if you're i personally am becoming very apathetic to video games over the over the year i i play less and less of them not be, not because all games are bad but because a lot of the games have things i just don't like and you go back to Classic Wild and Burning Crusade, and Blizzard was a different company then. That you know they weren't completely bought out by Activision at the time, and I think people are going to see a lot of passion that they don't see in current WoW. And um, my petition is: if you really are pissed off at those things, and support the game, play it, and then support indie games and stuff like that, and change the environment. Otherwise, nothing's going to change, and. You're going to keep going and it's going to be gambling machines and Fortnite mechs and all kinds of stupid shit. So that's, that's my position. I'm not going to play it because my, you know, my interest in some of these games are just down to fucking toilet, man. I guess like I get so uh, apathetic about it. I just, I'm trying to play no man's sky and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just like, I don't really want to play a game, you know, I will play it, but it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I get you, man. There's, there's been a lot of, shitty stuff that's been happening in the gaming industry recently that just kind of turns you off to a lot of it right and i and i yeah. get where a lot of these companies are coming from right because they want to please their investors and they want to hit that bottom line or whatever but i don't know i there's there's part of it where it's like you know maybe we got to give some to give some things up in order to make things better too right like I think about all the microtransaction shit that's been going on. And most recently, there's the big one with uh, Apex Legends and their $200, $175 uh, skins and whatnot. And it, on the one hand... How much was it? Well, <laughs> have you not have you not heard about this? Okay, let me. I've let only me... heard bits and pieces of it. All I know is it was some ludicrous, like ludicrously expensive item. I thought it'd be like thirty bucks or something. What'd you say? Well, so the way that it works is there were like there were some skins that were locked behind a progression, and so you had to unlock all the items in a pack, right? And there was duplicate protection on their loot boxes, but. So, but you had to unlock all, I don't remember how many, 24 or 40 items. I think it was 24 different items before you could go through and buy the skins, these other skins. And so when it's all said and done, you had to have spent like $175. Like there was a, um, a bloodhound blood. I think that's the guy's name. Uh, like an axe or and like an epic skin or something like that. But in order to buy that, you had to unlock all the rest of the items in the season. So you end up spending about $175 in total to unlock all the items and then be able to buy that specific skin. That's kind of shitty. Yep. I mean, then they, they came out and they kind of apologized for it and it turned into like this whole flame war on Reddit. But on, on the one hand, you know, I've I've always me, I've been in the opinion of 
okay, well, if it's a cosmetic skin, I don't really care. And on the company side, it's okay, you know, they target, they want to target the whales, the one that people are going to spend the money. So it's like, okay, whatever. If you get all your money by selling skins and you make a good game, then I don't really care. Putting skins like that behind this massive paywall is really shitty. Uh, I don't think that's the right way of doing it. Yeah, like... I don't understand where we went from League of Legends where if I wanted to buy the badass skin, I just bought the badass skin. And then Overwatch comes out and it's like, here's the boxes. And then you got to collect either you can't buy the skin with your own money, but you can use money that you get from duplicates. So you can keep buying more boxes. And it gets frustrating. Like, I would rather just spend five bucks in the fucking stupid Gundam skin. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. The problem I have with it is not that it's cosmetics. It's like you're getting in my way, basically, because you know it'll make you more money. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the League of Legends, like their monetization thing that they had on theirs was I spent a bunch of money on League of Legends because every so often a new skin would come out and it was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm enjoying this free to play game. So, yeah, I'll throw another 20 bucks at it. I don't care. You know, whatever. But I didn't I don't think I bought any skins or any loot boxes and I haven't spent any money in Overwatch. All the loot boxes were just ones that I earned in the game. Yeah. Um I spent maybe five dollars on Apex when it first came out because I enjoyed the game and so I wanted to throw some money at it, but like now this new turn kind of sucks. I just bought the battle pass. I think that's what I bought. There were some there was some deal I remember going on at the time where you could buy it and it, you got like a discount on it through. Uh, oh, if you signed up for EA, they gave you like a credit or something. And then I used that. That's what it was. So actually, I didn't support them at all, really, did I? Well, here's the thing. I, I, here's an interesting thing about that, about the argument about microtransactions, right? Like the Battle Pass, for example, is designed that you pay money. And the idea is that you log in a ton in the season to unlock everything in it. And to me, like, even after buying it, I was like, I don't ever see me doing any of this shit. Why the fuck did I buy this? You know, but somebody with a more addictive personality, I could see that being a problem. Yeah. I agree. Well, I'm, and it's, it's kind of like, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I don't, they don't have a battle pass, but they have their season pass DLC, right? And that gives you all the new operators that they come out for the year. And I'll, buy that periodically um but i bond in, it every year because i want all the operators but in seed you could just buy them right yes absolutely so that's yeah. the other option is you can you can also earn in-game currency and you get like their premium currency so there was one season in siege where i had earned enough currency playing the game to buy all their operators for that year so I didn't actually have to buy the season pass which was nice it's crazy yep. yeah I actually like I think that like if there's a way if there's some kind of path for the players to be able to get the item without paying real dollars I have zero problem with them also giving you the option to pay real dollars my only problem is if the game is so heavily skewed against the player who doesn't pay to get the item. Like it's like 
a huge time investment. I think that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's primarily cosmetic, I don't know. I, I'm on, I was just, I had, it's like, oh, it's cosmetic. All right. Well, whatever. Like those mobile games, like the, I don't know, like, like the Fire Emblems and the Final Fantasy Record Keepers, you cannot play those games without playing, paying money. Like you can, but you will only get so far. And then you hit a brick wall. It's required to actually like play the game, right? Yeah, like but need- a lot of triple A triple A games are are adopting or have tried to adopt that philosophy, and then it yeah, failed. It's, it's worked so well for mobile, <laughs> right? You know, like I don't know. It's to me, it's it's a psychology thing. When I'm when I bring up like how Apex is like you got you got to do all these things to get to this final hurdle, and they're they're basically money pits until you get there. Whereas League. Was just like, oh, here's the thing you want it. Here you go. You want to buy it? Cool. They're just doing a psychological thing to keep you spending more money to finally get to the thing instead of just selling you the thing. Have you ever got, have any of you guys like ever like, <clears throat> like the, the few times where I've like fallen into the trap and I'm like, oh, I need, I need to do this so I can get this so I can get this and like really done that in a game. Like it's almost like you, your whole, thing is trying to get to that point and then when you get the thing that you've had as a goal at the end you're just like oh well now there's nothing more to do like there's no payoff at the end you know what i mean depends on the game but yes i see you're saying and it depends on what you like to get out of the video game right like so like i can play any of the souls games maybe minus three um to fucking death because to the the payoff for me in that game is my skill versus the environment. When I say to myself, I'm going to try this obscure ass build and I'm going to try to beat all the bosses with it. And that's that's my goal. And then once I'm done, I'm done. And I didn't get a payoff per se. The payoff was like I I I won what I wanted to do. If that makes sense. Oh, totally. I'm more talking about when it's like, oh, you have to do all these steps to get a a particular armor or a weapon or you know something right. like that and then you you get the thing and then you realize like oh well there's nothing else after that like you got the thing <laughs> yeah and it's well, and it's like oh now now it's a now you have to go get the next thing see I, a- I disagree with that though well not I, I disagree with that aspect of it and that mentality of it because i like for me i if i work and and i'm you know playing a, uh, an RPG or whatever and I do all this stuff to go through to to unlock a specific piece of gear I, by the end of it and I and I when I get that gear I feel like I've achieved that gear I feel like I've earned it and so that it's that sense of accomplishment that is what is you know good for me and what drives me to do it yeah that makes sense I mean I, I play those types of games but and I, you know, because I play FF and I play, I've played WoW and I played Diablo, but I'm, it's not the thing. I don't go, ooh, I want to go play that. Like, I play them because I've been playing MMO since I was 14. But my true passion for video games are games that are largely just skill based. Like, you guys know I love third person action games. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, getting a piece of armor in a game, I don't really care. Like, I don't yeah, know. I get you. Yeah, so like, I'm not saying they're bad. It's just they're not. They don't. They don't hit my buttons. If that makes any sense. 
Yeah, it's interesting for me because I like I get both aspects of it. Like I was really, really into StarCraft 2 for the longest yeah. time. And like the loop in that one is totally like your own skill. Well, you both start the same way. And yeah. It's like, well, and for even for me, I'm like, it's like, well, why do you play current MMOs? Well, because I fell in love with a game called Ultima Online, which had loot, but it was mostly this sandbox chaos PVP real life medieval simulator where if you were an idiot and you let me pickpocket your fucking house key, now I get to rob you. Like it was a, it was a, it was a more of a role playing game without having the guiding hand of a developer. So I've always been playing these games, these RPGs, hoping that that game will emerge again. It just doesn't. But then they, you know, what the MMOs are doing now is they all add the other features that'll keep you happy temporarily, you know, like with FF with a good story or their fucking fantastic soundtrack. And they're, you know, they have okay rating worth while with its endless mythic plus grind and its rating and stuff like that. Like I'm hoping when I keep playing these MMOs that, you know, someone's going to take that UO slash E formula and just branch it out to another genre. Like I'd like to play Eve, but I would like to see that in a medieval fantasy setting like Ultima Online. And no one's been able to do it except for like Shadow Bane, but that got shut down. Well, and I think it has to do also with you have to have the right community for it, right? Like right. if you had um if you had the community that Eve has, and Eve has a very small community, but they're all like minded and they're all hardcore and they all like that aspect of the game. Um and so if you had something like that in a you know, a medieval style, WoW style game, it it could succeed. The problem is when you have, like, if WoW tried to do that, right? And they, like, WoW, let's let's speculate and say WoW Classic does really really well, and everyone's like, oh man, like this is great. This this is like the olden days, blah blah blah. Like we should make it better, but not let's diverge it off the path that it went, and let's go more of the it's an RPG style game and so they add aspects from like UO to it and everything like that it would be fine as long as the community likes it but as soon as you start getting those people that complain about it and are bitching about it that's when the the developers and companies almost have to step in right not they don't necessarily have to un- until it's a majority of the people that are failing at it, right? Because they still want the game. They still want to make their money. I don't know. It's it's you know hard. What? Yeah, I get what you're saying. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to go, since we're talking about Classic WoW when, WoW, when I was in the WoW beta, I thought it would be so cool if they they did what Eve did in WoW and had a zone, like a null sec zone, because not all Eve is sandbox. It's only one zone. And what they could do is it'd be a fairly large zone and it'd be faction based and you could build structures like in Warcraft three, but you have to pay for it with money. And then there would, you know, it would have its own secondary economy and then there would be the, the regular theme park outside of it. And that to me, if you could build that correctly, where the players are the story, the players are everything that prints money for you on that subset of players, and you still have the theme park out in, you know, for the rest of the people. Oh, I, That's I 100% agree. That would be so cool. Like, if you could, you know, then you have all these uh, different areas and fortresses that are owned by guilds, and so you, like, 
join you have to join a guild in order really to do anything in that area so that way you can kind of contribute and defend your fortress and attack other people's and and blah 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 and then like maybe it resets or something happens every every so often just to kind of level the playing field so that way one one guild doesn't control it for years at a time or something but yeah so that's one one thing interesting about crowfall is they are they do these things called campaigns where that won't happen where you won't have a huge power vacuum where the world gets reset every six months or so, and but your character's persistent. So yeah, like see. Blizzard could just be like infernal attack, and <laughs> and then everything blows up. Oh no, it's the cataclysm cataclysm yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, so like if they ever did a WoW two, man, if they if they just put a little bit of dev efforts into a sandbox type zone. One, I think they would alleviate some stress on their developers having to always make new content all the time for a certain subset of players. I don't think you'd have to have a hell of a lot of people on that section, personally. Like, they go back to working on theme park shit. Well, that's why I think it's going to be really worth paying attention to what happens, right? Because they they have a, a few different phases that are planned for Classic WoW where they're going to be releasing uh, a little bit more content here and there all the way up to Naxxramas, I think they have planned. Molten Core and everything. Um, So once it gets to that point, they, you know, there's speculation and people are talking like, well, are they going to, are they going to like branch out and just kind of go through and and, uh, continue on to Burning Crusade? Or there was there was additional content that was planned for um, Vanilla WoW that was never released that they could go through and and release this time around and actually bring new content into the game, right? And all separate from from uh, live and and if they continue building both of them, they could make the live version of WoW the you know the theme park and. And everything that it is right now with Mythic Plus and the, uh, you know, method rating and and store mount haven and whatever, because that makes a fuck ton of money. And then build Classic WoW in the background, continue it off, and it becomes the de facto WoW 2, right? But in such a way that, I like, WoW, you can't just release WoW 2 with all the progression that everybody's had in their characters for the past 15 years on this game. I don't think WoW 2 would do very well. But if WoW 2 is a separate branch from from Classic that goes in a different way and stays more, you know, in line with how that game that game is, I could see that being successful. And then you get you play both. Your your one subscription covers both games. The monetary transactions in vanilla for all the store mounts and and paid services makes them a lot of money that allows them to continue paid developers for classic WoW and that way you don't have any of that in in classic right and then you have you have some progression with the story that you can go through and play and okay cool you you finish your patch content in two weeks and then you head back over to classic and then you do whatever it is in classic until the next patch comes out in live and you just kind of hop back and forth between it that would be ideal in my mind yeah it'll be interesting to see how they handle that but i don't know 
This was good. Classic WoW, it might just end up becoming it it might be interesting if it solved their problem of like just being a haven for like their more hardcore players. It's like hardcore players go and play Classic WoW and then people who just kind of want a casual experience go and play retail WoW. Well, I think casuals will still like WoW. I was a WoW casual WoW player and here's the thing, like I think I've I've said this before. I like playing a game that's hard whether that's in my own mind or not so one of the things i liked about the first two iterations of wow that i played is that even though i didn't get to see i didn't get in i didn't do natharian's lair i didn't do nax i didn't do on iran Karaj or the fuck it's called i just did like the first couple bosses of molten core the illusion in my mind that i could if i you know you know maybe i'll see it one day because at the time you know when when wow came out and you're running molten core whether it's like two or three is two, uh, one or two years in, you didn't know Burning Crusade was coming, so you didn't think there was a time limit, if that makes sense. So, even as a casual player, I still think it's good that the game has that illusion of difficulty. I've never bought into that bullshit where you have to see the entire game because I'll tell you right now, I think I put like 85 hours in the Skyrim and I haven't seen all of it and I don't care. That makes sense. Yeah, and I don't think that the game is going to be no, as I, difficult as you remember it. No, just I know because we're better now. But I think developers have this hard on to make things so easy so everybody sees everything. And I'm like, yeah, one of the cool things about going back and playing games, whether they're single player or not, is that you run into shit you never saw before. You know, you don't have to yep. experience in one go. So I I don't I don't like that design philosophy where they try to make it where an open world game is really bad. Not like Bethesda games. Bethesda games don't really give a shit if you see everything, but because they don't they don't make their quest to push you in every direction. Whereas some of these open world games, they make you do all the side shit to see everything, so you see all the content even though it's redundant garbage. You know, I don't know. No, you're you're right. That's like well, that's how it is in in WoW Live, right? Like you have to when you're going through this most recent content, you have to do every single zone in order to get the achievement so that you can go through and get flying. Right. And it's crazy because like in Burning Crusade, there were zones I never touched, even at max level. You know, it didn't make sense to go there because I was grinding rep for what was it, the whatever faction you chose and you got the Shatrath yep. based on your profession, like why would I go there? I don't need to go there. Who cares? Yep. You know, if I was doing quests over there at that point, I was doing it not really for the story, but for the double gold you get at max level. You know? That's the same with Wrath. There was yeah. uh, lots of places in Northrend that I never saw, that I never leveled through. Well, yeah. and Actually, that made, it, that made a better experience for me when I leveled uh, my alt in that one because I started on one side of the island on my first character, and then on my second character, I decided to start on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, it's the re- the replayability thing. But now, you know, companies don't want replayability; they want constant playability. Does that make sense? Like, they guess what? Mm-hmm. That's the new live service model we've talked about. Is it's based on not like making a game like a Mass Effect Two, where you you beat the game and you play it again because you want to be renegade and you want to, you know, say different things to your party members and do it again. And and 
you know, people still replay that game to this day, but now they want you to keep playing until forever. You know, it's funny that we didn't get to review No Man's Sky this week, but we will. But I, you know, No Man's Sky is a live service game without the payments. And it seems to me that because there's no payments, that their content to me is more solid. I don't know how to explain that, but it's weird. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a different it's a different type of content. Yeah. And it's, dare I say, better. Yeah. So, you know, they're like, we got to keep dangling the hook. We got to keep dangling the hook. You know, Fall 76, we had a new uh, Battle Royale mode. We all played for three days and we never went back. Uh, like, yep. yep. You know, but if they had designed that game a little better where maybe it had some different branching paths or, you know, reasons to want to explore a different route. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't know. Companies are getting too greedy, and it's all about that. You know, they they want the the consistent play, but they want the consi- They only really want the consistent play from certain people, from the people that are going to spend a bunch of money, right? And for the rest of it, it's like, oh, who gives a shit? Really? I mean, you know, they want they still kind of want to make a good game because they want their game to be good, and they don't want complete black backlash right you still have to rate it well on and get good reviews for those for those whales to go through and pick it up and start spending the money but i don't know i i don't in my mind when i see a game and you talk about consistent playability or replayability i i see replayability as consistent replay consistent playability right like if I can go through and replay a game and replay it again and replay it again and I have as much fun the second time, third time, fourth time as I did the first time, then what's the difference in that between, uh, you know, just keeping going versus doing it over and over again? Uh, I I would say uh, the best thing I can say is if it's like a never-ending story type deal, um, it can get old really quick, at least for me. Unless the game is is designed for, um, so survival. I think survival games are the best ones that are designed for this because it's based on a couple of things that keep you coming back. There is the, the the replayability of those games, like a Minecraft or an Ark or a Don't Starve and stuff like that, is your base building, building an economy, and not getting murked by motherfuckers, right? Whereas, like, let's use Fallout seventy six for example. They tried to be a pseudo MMO. With with a storyline and like factions that nobody gave a shit about, like there wasn't enough systems there. But the they keep dangling the carrot in front of you. It's it, but it's not good content. If that makes sense, like I don't know how to explain it. It's like the never ending story of suck. <laughs> yeah. So my point is, is like maybe I didn't really say this very well, but if you're a developer that's working on an endless game, do you think you might get burned out yourself? I think you might. I think developers coming in and writers and artists are going to get burned out working on that thing. And I think studios are at their best when they're constantly making new games, not existing, working on existing ones over and over again. Yeah. 
I, I, I think I think Blizzard I think Blizzard has that problem right now, and that's why they everyone's got eyes on BlizzCon because they want new games from Blizzard. Yep. And Classic WoW, even though it's an old game, is the closest thing to a new game that they've got right now. I mean, and it's more, so different that even though yeah. it's the same game, it's so different. It's new. Yeah. I mean, most people I know that are Blizzard fans right now, besides like people in this in this podcast, are like, "What are you excited about from Blizzard?" Warcraft 3 Reforged and Classic WoW. It's all I hear. They don't say Overwatch. They don't say Current WoW. They don't talk about Starcraft. And they definitely don't talk about Diablo. Yep. Let alone Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Tim's heart just broke when I said they don't talk about Starcraft. Yeah. It, it's, I've, I've come to terms with it, man. Yeah. Starcraft had its moment in the sun. They need to make a. They need to make a StarCraft. They should. They should have made this fucking StarCraft first-person shooter. Oh yeah, yeah the one they canceled. Cool. Yeah, yeah, sounded cool. Just saying. No, I will play Warcraft Three Reforged because I have some great memories from that game, and the reason why I can play it, is I can play a game a couple, a game or two a night, and then put it away. I will get addicted to Classic WoW fucking fast. <laughs> and I can't afford right. to do that right now. Yeah, I know what you mean. I I have no memories of Warcraft Three Reforged. I didn't play that game at all. So oh, you didn't? Oh, you missed out. It was a good game. Yeah. So Did you that's play it, Tim. I'm really looking forward to it. Warcraft Three when it came out originally. Yeah. Rain of Chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely played it. Um, it didn't grab me as much as Starcraft did. Yeah. But um. I'm pretty excited to experience it because it because this one is not just a remake. It's like, or not just like an HD remaster. Oh, it's it's like whole, really a remake of a lot. It's of a things. remake, and it'll still be compatible in multiplayer matches with people with the old client. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. It's That's super. Really cool. It's super fucking smart. I mean, credits where his credits do. That's super smart. So Have they announced a release date for that yet. It keeps getting pushed back. Hmm. So, I mean, I would hope before the end of the year. I wonder if they'll just drop it at uh, BlizzCon. Maybe. They'll just be like, here's the new WoW expansion, Shadowlands. And everyone's like, yay. And, then, and they're like, and Warcraft 3 before just here today. Yay. Todd Howard comes out and is like, oh, we're on place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, pull out your phones. Everyone can download... Diablo. The new Diablo, Immortal, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Download me, buy me, buy me. Download me, buy me. Oh, I'm going to make a song with those sound bits. Download me, buy me, buy me. Download me, buy me, but buy me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Get your diamonds, coins, coins. Real money equals coins. <laughs> Oh, that we sounds also, like uh, it sounds like something that you would see in an episode of like Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they definitely need to do. They need to release some new shit for sure. Um, but I think the classic will give them a boon and a boost that will probably make them compete a little better with their competitors. And uh, I don't know. I, I've never seen so many people in, in my my circle of friends whether it be out west or out east 
that just don't give a fuck about retail wow like i was taught or not retail wow yeah retail um I was talking to an old friend of mine that we used to play Shadowbane with. He's been playing WoW ever since. And he's just like, I fucking hate BFA. And I hadn't talked to him forever. And I was like, yeah, I was pretty shit. And he's, I'm like, you excited for the new expansion pack? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm just going to play Classic forever. Right? See, and that's, and that's a problem. That's a, that's a big, big problem. Because then everything that happens... When you when you release shitty content, right? And don't get me wrong, it's gotten a little bit better since it first came out. But when you release shitty content and everyone gets upset about it, then everything you do, people just shit on. And so now it doesn't matter what what Blizzard does. Every single store mount that gets released, every single patch, every single update gets nitpicked and just torn down and shit on because everybody's upset. Well, you How know, dare you release a store mount instead of making bfa better her well, well he my friend mentioned this too and i didn't really think about this because this isn't really where my mind goes but he mentioned how how bland all the classes are and that how in his opinion that how they made all the specs basically their own class was a mistake because one it spread the developers way too thin and nobody's happy with their yep. class and two it's like wait a minute I used to be just a mage. Like I used to have all these abilities. Like I could cast fire, I could cast frost, and then I could tail it in to make things a little better, but I still had my utility if I needed to. Right? Yep. Whereas now it's like you are so dialed in and now you're at the will of some class designer to make sure your spec isn't fucking horseshit. So I I, I didn't realize and I, I did some kind of research on that too, and I was like, man, people are really mad about the class design. It isn't just the Titan Forge, it isn't just the endless grind, it isn't just the shitty content. Like it's that too. What do you think about that? Isn't that just like the whole game though? What you just described? Yeah. Yeah, it is the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just curious what Mitch thinks about how the classes are because you know, I had no frame of reference to go back to because I can't remember really how they used to play. I, I do remember having more fun with like my enhancement shaman and my paladin birth and burning crusade than I do in retail. You know, well, so like I, I've, I've been, I'm playing a warlock right now and I think the most fun that I had with my warlock was in Mists of Pandaria. And a lot of people say that about the classes in Mr. Pandaria. I, I skipped yeah. that expansion. It was like, so Mr. Pandaria came out and it was, I want to say it was a lot like BFA is right now. Nobody liked it until patch, the, the point two patch came out and that turned everything around. And then, and then it became like in my opinion it's one of my favorite expansions it was great the artwork was great i liked there was always shit to do um it was it was a fun thing to play and the class design was great it was like right now i think i i alternate like four maybe five buttons to play my class and it's the same rotation all the time there's no there's no change to it right but in mists there was it wasn't as complicated, I would say, as Classic was, right? Because it was still... I think that's when they re had released um, their new... the new talent tree system. So, like, the talents were a little bit dumbed down. 
and everything, but there was still a lot of different abilities and they'd added a lot of abilities and, and there was, it was just, it was fun to play and it was challenging. And I remember going through trying to get my green warlock fire and that, that fight was hard to do. And, and I mean, I finally got it, but it was, it was, it took me a while to actually go through and get it. And I don't know. It was great. Yeah. It was just, it was just fun. And now it's kind of, now I have an urge to go through and I, I, I kind of want to play, but I log in and it's just kind of boring and, and the gameplay is kind of boring and yeah, it is boring. And it's like, that's one thing I think Final Fantasy does pretty good with his classes. Uh, depending on what you play. Like I have a ton of utility and I have a ton of um, ways to use things and stuff like that, but I'm one class. So it's easier for the developers to balance that. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you should do that with wow, but when wow changed its traditional talent pools to the ones that we have now, the classes definitely got way more dialed in because they, they instead of just being three different talent trees, you you pick a spec and then you got these lists, of t- these small lists of talents that can change things drastically based on what you pick. And what ends up happening is everybody just does the the best fucking elite triple A Imba epic 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 spec, and everyone's you know. Whereas like back in the day with my enhancement shaman, you know maybe they didn't do the top DPS all the time but they made the raid better that's yep. cool yep like the dancer does in ff uh 14 or like you brought the the ret paladin and and the, and the enhancement chamois maybe because they can back up heal i don't know or those to- i mean they got totems still man i miss those old ass totems that's one thing about classic well i i remember people used to bitch about having to plot down every totem but there's some there's something charming about it that's the one thing I wish you guys weren't playing Alliance because I probably that would probably get me to play if I could just play a shaman again, the old one. We're gonna oh here's the Earth Bind. Okay, here's the Strength Totem. Here's the here's the Flame Tongue Totem. You guys like that? Cool. I did my job. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, and I so I played Alliance like going through originally when I played the game, and so that's part of the reason why I, I want to do it again. Ah, nice. That nostalgia factor, you know, but God, yeah. everyone I know is playing Horde, and I yeah. don't have a I don't have a problem with Horde, but at the same time, I have a problem with Horde, right? Why? I like the design of the Alliance, like the structures and the and the aesthetics of it all, right? Like you walk into Ogremar and everything's just a bunch of fucking rocks and sticks. Oh, see, for <laughs> me, since you didn't play Warcraft Three, that Blood Elf narrative and Rain or in uh, Frozen Throne, where the Alliance were such dicks to the Blood Hells, I was like, "Fuck them, burn them." <laughs> I'm gonna play the fucking Rebels, the real, you know, like I. That's just me. Like I didn't care about the aesthetics. I'm like, can we go burn down the the rich elite? Cool, let's do it. Oh yeah, see, maybe maybe when Reforged comes out and I'll play it and I'll have a completely different mindset. I don't know. Yeah, but I just remember I uh, it it came to me really heavily in Warlords of Draenor when you had like your garrison that you were building, mm-hmm. and the Horde garrison just looked like shit compared to the Alliance well, garrison. You know what pissed me off about that? You should have had a racial design. Like, if I'm a Blood Elf, I should be fucking a Silver Moon right here. 
Oh yeah. If you're a troll, then it should be troll aesthetics. And if you're a panda, whatever, it looks like bamboo, you know, like, yep. but obviously they didn't have enough time to do that. So they did the generic, you know, mud huts for fucking orcs. And then the generic fucking immaculate thing for alliance. Yep. You know, what if you were a, a Draenei and you had all these alien crafts everywhere? Like that would be neat. But and that's, that's another thing. Yeah. That's another thing though. Cause that was supposed to be your player housing, right? Yeah, they could. They, that should have been it. You should have been able to customize it. Yep. And they they threw it away. Yep. Why doesn't WoW? I want to talk about that. We were going to talk about something else, but we're at forty eight minutes. Fuck it. Why doesn't WoW have player housing? <laughs> Final Fantasy has it. ESO has it. Why doesn't WoW have a house? Yeah. Why? Why is it that there is no? There's nothing in there for me to be able to customize, right? And you want to talk about microtransactions, right? Like there. I feel like there's a huge, huge market for being able to fuck sell tables and paintings and stupid bullshit to put in your house that, you know, you could do. And people would eat that up. Weren't they? I remember back in vanilla that one of the things on the roadmap was guild halls and they never showed. You remember that? I do. Yep. And they never showed. Is there some sort of engine limitation? I wonder, like, how hard it would it be to instance out a guild hall or whatever? Yeah, I mean, they they basically did it in Legion when there was the class class areas. halls. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird, right? Yeah, I don't. Super yeah. weird. Because I mean, that would be obviously not everybody's going to be able to go into the guild hall, but you know, you just go into like this little instance area and then. There you go. Here's your guild hall. And it has, you know, the head of Anaxia there and all different little little trinkets and shit from a different achievements that you have as the guild and whatnot. And you can customize it and do whatever. Like, that would be super cool. If you can't do player housing, then do guild housing. Yeah, it's bonkers to me that every WoW competitor that's come out has had it. Like Wildstar, when it first came out, you can make a killing as a carpenter because their housing their housing game was so expansive. You remember yep, that? I do. That there was like someone made a skate park in one. Yeah, like that's like free money, man. You want people buying more WoW coat tokens for gold? Jesus. Yeah. Maybe they got, maybe they just, they can't make, because they have to keep up with the content game and they have to make the, the raids. So, I mean, WoW does raids very well. I'll never trash their weight or their raids. I do have one complaint though. I kind of miss the traditional 10 man raids when they brought scaling in this, everything scales. I kind of still wish they would make and design and craft just a dungeon for 10 people like a Karazhan, but they won't. Yeah. But. Um, but they do that very well and they must just be spending too much resources to put something that expansive in the game. Well, and then I think also when you, you know, they, they might have stuff like that planned, but then all of a sudden when you release a, an expansion that does shit, then all of a sudden all of their resources go towards fixing it, right? Like for the next one. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was supposed to be, I remember when BFA was announced, they were saying that there was supposed to be like six um allied races per faction or something for by the end of the expansion and we've had two i guess three if you if you include the one that came out uh with lead uh, maybe four i'm forgetting now but anyway the, i haven't heard anything more about allied races in a while right because they're all trying to 
it's all hands on deck for let's get the content, let's fix the systems and everything like that. I'm surprised they haven't released. What does the fox say? I know. Hey, man, I'm waiting for it. I got my reputation to Exalted. As soon as that Voldoon is a is an allied race, I'm going to get it. But I don't it's know. Gonna, you think it's going to be a BlizzCon thing? Maybe. They're going to play that song and they're going to bring out the fucking Ilvis band. Me, 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 me. Yeah, I'm just kidding. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I just don't understand why they have to redo everything so often, right? Like they had really good systems in Legion. And they had, you know, the legendary weapons that everyone kind of liked and they brought a bunch of different utilities and everything like that. And they just completely trashed the system to bring Azerite armor. Azerite armor was a complete flop. If they had just modeled Azerite armor off of the the existing uh, legendary weapons from Legion, then I don't think they would have had to backtrack all this way. Yeah, I think remember when we first got the game and I was like, I really miss that fucking cool weapon. Like, yep. How I'm like, I that, that tricked me too. I'm not, I don't really care about cosmetics, but when you throw lore behind something, like it's like magic in my brain. <laughs> yep. It's a piece of fucking graphics, right? But I'm like, but I got the Ashbringer. Like this I'm is the cool. coolest, oh, right? So cool. You, yeah. you gave it, you gave it dope flavor text. It's just, it yep. means something to me. And you took it away. Now I got a necklace. It means everyone's got a necklace. Not only do you have a necklace, but you're like, <laughs> man, I had the Ashbringer. This is great. And like, okay, now I'm in, I'm in Troll Land, and I don't have my Ashbringer anymore. But I got this stick with the rock tied to it. Somehow that does more damage, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to... I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I wish they would do some kind of more more things, you know, that, then you got your... That's your continuous play, right? Bringing in player housing and, and that kind of shit, but... Yeah, it goes back to that sandbox model, man. You could even yeah. if you had, if you built out that correctly and you apply that to a sandbox zone, but on a larger scale, like a giant guild hall, so you can go knock down the other fucking guild hall. You got a whole economy around it. Yeah, man. Well, I like, think about all the the old school South Shore Torn Mill raids. Yeah, it would bring those back if you had a if you had a, a you know this instanced area where you could build like this guild castle type thing and then all of a sudden there's another opposite faction one on the other side and like little tiny ones of little subsequent guilds and stuff like that and and then there's just this huge battleground that's not uh like a traditional battleground but basically like an alterac valley but it's a player made alterac valley man you're teasing me because i remember when alterac valley first came out i thought that's what they were going to do I thought like this is the beta test and they're gonna do something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been dope. Would have been, could have been, what isn't. Yeah, I wanna play I'm gonna play that game that you guys are talking about. Doesn't it sound fun? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. It does it does sound it does sound fun. You're just like everything everything goes and you're just like you just go and fuck with people. It sounds pretty fun. Yeah. So now we should all just go learn how to fly spaceships and play Eve because yeah, we should play Eve. Eve. <laughs> Let me get my spreadsheets out. Gotta learn about Eve. Maybe uh, I'm I'm always afraid that I'll end up getting sucked in because I I uh, 
Well, it's like that is the only problem for me with any with any games like that, because like what you just described sounds really fun. Right. And I think this is the same problem the developers run into. But like. If I if I I could spend an unlimited amount of time dedicating myself to trying to like be good at that. And no matter what, there's always going to be like a ridiculous amount of people that have spent more time than me and are way further ahead and have everything figured out a lot more. And so it, it's like, it's like super frustrating, you know, you like you know, just get you to a point where it's like, well, I'm just always behind. You know what? One thing Eve did to alleviate that. Hmm. You, so in the past you had to be logged on to like do your skills and stuff. They made it where you could queue your skills up and it would still rank up while you're offline. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember when they made that change. Everyone was pretty excited about that. Yeah. I mean, that's cool, but it's also like, because Eve's like the extreme example, right? Like there's like, even if you can queue up all your skills, you will never get ahead of somebody who has been playing the game since, since it's launched, who's been active the entire time. Well, that's assuming that there's, uh, you know, this progression system that is forever expanding that there's never a cap of as soon as there's a cap well, to progression system, then you can, you'll eventually be able to catch up if you put a cap on it. Right. But like Eve is like the ultimate one because they have like, you know, it's like you can do all the stuff and then you get the bigger ship and then the biggest ship and then the mega big ship. And <sighs> then your, your, your corporation is in charge of whatever area and they have entrenched wait in in, entrenched lines because they have owned it forever and all that kind of stuff like you know it's just like but like because even even uh the eve the eve developers like when they start seeing stuff like that where like one where like one uh one uh corporation or make corp whatever i forget what the term for it is in eve but anyway um they see they see like an imbalance like they've done they they cause like a war on their servers by just changing like where resources are and so it causes players to clash right so even even the eve developers are not immune to like oh we need to like we need to change something because someone's getting an advantage but like i think a lot of developers get you know like you compare that to like blizzard like blizzard is would never allow allow your random casual to just not have fun because they haven't played the game enough you know well and see i think that's where if we look at the the crowfall example that's where that system comes into play where where every six months that little instance area of whatever ownership you have gets reset and so that you don't have you know two guilds on each side that have just been that have owned it for years and, and you have no way of getting in. Like there has to be a reset and it, and, and you're right. It can't be for the blizzard um, aspect of it. It can't be the devs go in and, and make a, a little property line change because that would make people riot. Um, but right. if, if everything resets, you know, and you know, going into it that, Okay, you know, whoever gets king of the hill at most is going to have it for six months or we have six months of this constant battle and then and then everything resets and then it resets for, 
you know, two weeks and there's a two week prep period leading up to the next season. And then next season starts and it's another six months of, you know, fighting and, and capturing and, and doing whatever. So you may not, you know, as you're, as you're casual, you may not get in that first season, but you have that entire six months and two weeks to then prepare yourself for the next one. Have they, is, is Crowfall, are they still working on it? It's in pre-alpha. Pre-alpha. Do we, do we know at all how it's doing? Because I'm curious how that, um, there that are, resetting your progress is actually like playing with people. Because it sounds really like, it describes it. I'm like, hey, that sounds kind of cool. I but don't like, even I wonder... think they have that launched yet, personally. Like, it's starting, Crowfall, as exciting as I am, and I, I've not given any money to it. Um, because it does have a reputation of being a, the medieval star citizen. So, oh no, <laughs> yeah, Un- unlimited money and unlimited time just developing it forever. Yeah, so I'm I'm watching that one cautiously, but I I am interested. The concept sounds awesome. So, yeah. Oh, they have beta sign up now. Was it in beta now? Oh, oh no. Oh, when did that change? Oh no. Registers now to receive free access to our Crowfall closed beta. Oh, shit. I'm doing that. So I was wrong. It's uh, moving into beta. So maybe it isn't going to be the uh, medieval Star Citizen. Star Citizen will just be Star Citizen forever. (laughs) (laughs) You remember back in the day that game was supposed to be like Space Pirates and then Chris Roberts died when he was 15 (laughs) years into it. And his kid tried to fix it, but it didn't work. Uh-oh. And the servers blew up. And then they oh ri- my god! They burned down the data center because people spend so much money on it. Like my prediction with Star Citizen is that just someday they will, like all of a sudden their marketing will just flip. Like the game won't be done. It won't have any of the things that were promised the whole time. But the, someday they'll just flip their marketing and just be like, "This is the game." And like, just ignore anybody who says that. When are you going to finish the game? It's like, what are you talking about? The game's been out this whole time. Yeah, you're playing it. Don't you see the version numbers like six point It's always been out. <laughs> yeah, it's always been out. What are you talking about? We've always been at war. With Look, your there's region. Mark Hamill. He's talking. See, it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> it's Mark. Oh Hamill. my god! It's the Star Wars guy. And then we just <laughs> hey, fuck Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone just looks at Mark Hamill for a while, and Mark Hamill's like, "Yeah, Last Jedi sucked." And then everyone plays Star Citizen. That's how that'll work. And then they'll be like, Ugh, "Why do I fall out of my ship randomly?" Why are there so many bugs? I thought you said the game was done. They're like, yeah, it is. Damn it. Well, I think I think we are MMO'd out, but we had some other topics to talk about, but uh, I think that was a good discussion. I do. I do. I agree. So, yeah, what do you, uh, are you all on listening land? What do you think? You think Classic Well is going to redefine the video game landscape? You think it is, guys? No. No. I do think it's going to redefine the WoW landscape. Yes. 
My prediction is that it becomes hardcore players go wow classic and then the cat the filthy casuals stay on wow retail and, and they complain <laughs> until eternity or mounts <laughs> and they'll and they'll just continue to like diverge where like wow retail becomes more and more casual and wow classic oh just they add more things that are hardcore they're like what if we made the game harder for everybody oh like my God. now instead of <laughs> Now, like, instead of killing five boars for everything, you have to kill a thousand boars. I don't know Wouldn't if you know this. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but, like, Asmongold told his audience a long time ago to, like, spit on people with storm mounts. I get to see him, like, playing classic and then, like, re- like leading a raid to retail to go spit on people with storm mounts. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh Get, there's one right there. See him. Spit on him. Do it. <laughs> Everyone's happy because uh, all the streamers all decided to go to one server. And oh, really? So, uh, yeah, so everyone else is like on the other servers. <laughs> Except for like all the little fanboys. I want to talk about that topic one day. Future topic, TMJ listeners, we're going to talk about People's aversions to playing with streamers. I want to talk about it. We're doing it. Yep. Yep. But the here comes the good stuff. You ready for the good stuff? If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. Then you also hit the like button or the dislike button, and you leave us a nice or nasty comment. We don't care because uh, the Google algorithm gods care about that. And if you're on iTunes, you need to leave us a review. Even if it's shit, just hit the stars and then say something. You can hit just say one of those stars. You could just be like one star, moo. I don't care. Do it. Um, I mean, I and, want that review now. Yeah, that one has to happen. And then you need to follow cow? us. It's a cow. Like in your story, it's a cow that's reviewing us. It's a cow that's got headphones and listening to us. It's 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 a sentient I, being. I wasn't aware that we were popular in the cow community. Only in the cow level of Diablo. Like maybe we'll have to. Uh, I think we'll have to start pandering to cows. Moo, moo. I said moo, moo. <laughs> but yeah, uh, follow us on Google Music and Spotify and all that fun shit. Yeah. And like, you know, keep listening. If you got one of those other kind of, if you got like your own subscriber app, just, you know, do that too. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>